So there's a there's a really violent process by which you're snapping its back open and sucking out its intestines and <laughs> it's like yeah I don't know is the See, sucking out the intestines part really necessary? <laughs> Apparently, it's the most important part, the most delicious part. Okay. This is PitCast, late January 2021. This is Matt Moss speaking with Carter W. Petre. Howdy. And our guests this evening are Dan Picard. What's up? Picardo, to be here. And Mr. Dominic Dodderer. Yeah. Dom, where are you dialing in from? I'm in Harlem. I'm in Harlem. Okay. That's, uh, there's not, nothing I like more than after a long week of Zoom calls or yeah. Open a, open a glass of wine and, and <laughs> jump on a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> Do some more of this bullshit. I mean, listen, under normal circumstances, I would have been happy to have crushed you at Magic in person. But, you know, of course, we all have to make sessions. Like, I would have loved to have seen, like, the light kind of vanish from your eyes as you demonic consultation for a one of in your deck. And then... <laughs> It was one of the top six cards of your deck when you had the game so so firmly in hand to game like three. to to have that to have that experience happen in person, Dom. Like truly would have been like so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so sure may- I'm sure we're gonna get to all this, but uh, I made <laughs> se- several mistakes both in deck building and uh, in, in in execution. Well, I guess so to briefly take the ball that uh, Dom is handing off there and run with it. Uh, tonight's topic is going to be our recent Winterlude event. Event, if that's the word you want to use for it. Hootenanny, perhaps. Uh, we did two batches. Batch one was Old School Alpha through Alliances. And batch two was Middle School. Um, Carter, why don't you break down uh, the Alpha to Alliances sub format, if you would. Well, all credit for the existence or at least of Alpha through Alliances goes to uh, the Nashville crew. If you go to their website, Music City Old School, uh, Case wrote an awesome kind of primer on the format. He like gives a rundown of deck archetypes. And if you actually listen to the podcast with him on it, he gives a, he gives a good, a good overview, but being the contrarians we are, you know, we couldn't just steal their format and then play it exactly as is. No, because then we'd be like jacking their style. We had to, we had to do something. We had to make a change. So we uh, restricted strip mine uh, for the, for the hell of it. Um, and is that, the, is that the reason? Cause I thought it's just cause you wanted to play kill or not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you implying that it was after you told me about the existence of that card that strip mine got restricted? I mean, that would be like 
total insider trade. That's like GameStop level. I mean, I'm not even shit talking here. I'm pretty sure you're the one who was yeah. stripping strip mines so you could play Killer Nappas. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't even own that card. He was notice, using my copy. Notice of it. he's not even denying. <laughs> he's he knows. Listen, yeah. listen, this guy. He's like, I, why, why pay, why play four win cons when I can just play one? Listen, I can't in good faith openly deny the statement that you made. <laughs> he wasn't the only one. It was uh, a pullet bureau decision. I see. Okay. He he was definitely in favor of it, though. Case yeah. was not a fan of that, actually. I'm pretty sure uh, when we announced the single strip mine idea, Case was like, uh, <laughs> uh. uh, gentlemen, could you refer to my published works, please? <laughs> well, there's... I, I spent a lot of time on a document detailing <laughs> how and why this should hit. It's like, swoops. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We all know only Jaco's website carries the rule of law. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, there were, I don't know, I, I restricting strip mine probably was not a good idea. It was fine to try for four rounds, but broken lands are still pretty darn broken and there's yeah, way more we, of them. Yeah. We'll, we'll certainly touch on that because yeah, there are definitely that like big time get uh, introduced into the, into the format. Dom, I know that you're largely a, a pre-modern player. So the, the second half of this tournament, it was four rounds of Alpha Alliances, four rounds of middle school. Did you have to make any big changes uh, in regards to adopting your pre-modern ideas to middle school? I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about uh, middle school. I have like, I don't know, 20 pre-modern decks built. So um, i I sort of sick breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they cost a hundred dollars each to build, right? So, <laughs> um, so I picked, um, you know, in November, I tops top 16, the you know, out of whatever the hundred, the hundred players in the Dumb, this isn't right? all things considered, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, anyway, so I put this, I put this, I, I played mud and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's so I cool, thought. Man. So I thought, well, I'd like to play mud in middle school. So I, I went out and just kind of asked the hive mind, you know, what's what's mud like in middle school? And all the deck lists I was shown were kind of like big mana, you know, splashy, stompy decks. And uh, the mud decks in pre-modern are much more prison focused. Um, so I had to make some minor changes. I decided, because I can play with Grim Monolith in middle school, I decided to take out the metal workers and putting grim monoliths which i think was a mistake i mean i think they're fairly comparable as cards but um yeah i think that the, the metal workers a much swingier card but the upside on it is humongous mm-hmm. right? it just makes takes 10 mana and you dump your dump your entire hand um i think one of the things i you know i think the the, the middle school guys warned me about playing black vice um because Force of Will does get cards out of your hand, and Black Vice is typically good primarily against the Foth decks. Um, and Black Vice was less good than it is in pre-modern. I think it's 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 like borderline broken in mud in pre-modern, and it was medium, medium in middle school. But uh, minor changes. I just took took basically just added Grimonolus more or less. I'm surprised you uh, cut Metalworker. I in the mud that I've played, uh, and and the mud deck that I built was based off the one of the lists I saw for uh, pre-modern. I just you know jammed in for Grim Monolith, and I kept the four Metalworkers. And like you said, you just generate eight mana or whatever on turn two, 
and then you're off to the races because turn one, you just go City of Traders, Grim Monolith, Metal Worker. If they don't have an answer, turn two, you play your hand. Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing. You you were you weren't playing Winter Orbs or Tangle Wires. No. You you just had like smokestacks or something like that, right? Um, I had um, Tangle Wires. I see. Um, and maybe a couple keg, I forget. But yeah, I was just using uh big uh Karn, middle uh, middle school Karn and uh four Masticor and Manlands, and those were my beats. Yeah, I was thinking about doing the kind of the stompy, the stompy version of that, and I was thinking about playing um Phyrexian Colossus uh, mm. with uh, Voltaic Key and, and all that nonsense. Um, and um, I, I don't know, I just, maybe I just, uh, just got scared at the last second. But um, yeah, so just minor changes. I mean, I think, you know, I'm playing, was playing 20 something prison pieces, um, which, yeah, they were, they were okay. I think well-placed force was pretty good, pretty good. And I think winning the die roll when you're playing Ancient Tomb Sphere of Resistance is pretty important, which, oh, yeah. you know, so, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think there are certain decks in that change dramatically when you move to, to, to middle school. So for example, my first pre-modern deck was a Lurin and that's like radically different in middle school than it is because you've got empirical, empirical recruiter. Um, yeah, but I think, I think, you know, most, most of the meta is like more or less the same, right? I mean, the meta, the meta really, relies heavily on duress, the duress effects, duress and, and cabal therapy. That's kind of what the glue that kind of keeps it all together. Um, otherwise people would just be doing really degenerate things. So um, yeah, I don't, I, I think that most of the decks that I play would pretty easily port over, but I have, I, I do think that middle school is like a smaller ecosystem. And so um, I, for example, when we played last February and I, I brought a blue, madness to madness deck people were like whoa whoa you're playing blue madness you know they're so used to survival which was kind of surprising to me because you know blue green madness or, or Classic, bug, yeah bug madness is kind of you know fairly prevalent in pre-modern so um but that's that you know it's a, it's a smaller ecosystem so there's kind of um yeah i don't know less is being ported over from pre-modern but i i do think that uh, there's plenty of inspiration can be taken from there i don't think there's a huge difference in, in metas, you know, in a, in a fundamental way. Dom got utterly bald by a null rod versus yours truly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, How yeah. come you had no rod main in your deck? It's in the deck main because, well, I was playing black zombies, black and white zombies with white for light and tutors <clears throat> to go, usually to go get zombie infestation. But in Dom's case, it was to go fetch null rod. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have one in the main just because I've been blown out so many times with uh Phyrexian Furnace uh, that I just started playing it in the main because if you shut down my graveyard, I'm toast. You've got uh, the main deck no rod to beat the main deck Phyrexian Furnace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is your twisted mind yeah. coming up with? Yeah. yeah, I've just I've suffered too many L's. <laughs> so, so so poor Dom came in with his awesome mud deck and just got balled by my humble zombies. But the zombies like did nothing. It was just null rod. His deck shuts down, and then I think I beat him down with a hard cast Ashen Ghoul. Yeah, yeah discard yeah. two basic swamps and win the game. God, my deck was really bad. I I was hopeful, but uh, man, I just it was too slow. It was too slow. I was trying to make a bunch of little two two ding dongs. Meanwhile, like Finney is taking infinite turns and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else did I play? I don't even remember now, but I was just getting, I, other than, other than sniping down with the null rod, I had very little success. 
oh yeah. And then I played Shane, he was playing tricks and he was just, you know, he, I don't know. He just had, he had the luck of the Irish because like I was taking cards from him left and right with cabal and duress. And he was just top decking the answer and donating us, donating the delusions of grandeur. And I got bald again. <laughs> Shane was uh, DMing me on Discord while that was while that was going on. He was like, "Got him!" Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. fully tilted. I was fully tilted <laughs> because, uh, like, I, I he did a f- he faffed, I think, and got like a piece, and um, so he got like two. I think he got both parts, and so I split them in the faff pile, and then I dressed one of them away, and he had one in his hand, and the, but then he top decked the other one after I got rid of the others on the faff or something like that. <laughs> I forget. He just blew me out, and I—it's called justice, Doug. Yeah, it was. It was rough justice. Um, I, I lost one other match, and now I can't, can't remember. Oh, Roar! Oh my God, I lost to Roar's theater, <laughs> Roar's theater of the mind deck. He's got like <laughs> he's got a, a bowl of dog kibble like in the way of his board. I think he's using it. He's got like his phone set up on a like a canister of dog kibble. <laughs> pointing down at a pointing down at a countertop and it's like his everything is off screen except for like his his uh battlefield right and he's just like telling me like i'm trying to dress him and he's just telling me what's in his hand and i'm like trying to remember what's in his hand and shit <laughs> oh my god and then he was playing like every card in his deck i had no idea what it does and his proxy of his main linchpin card was a blank proxy with nothing on it I'm like what does this even do and then we ended up misplaying it and i got bald anyways so yeah it was a pretty righteous uh pretty righteous come up and there dom everybody else took it out on me well none could be more deserving than that so picard (laughs) picard you were a little bit slower on the take to middle school i met Uh, you as a true on the take in general really (laughs) (laughs) well i i mean when so picard pretty much helped me get into the scene because I remember you went, cause we were friends through the Logan square food service world to our, to our listener out there yeah. to, set the, to set the stage. And then you mentioned you, I was at your restaurant reading and I had a JM day tome as a bookmark and you recognized oh, the JM day tome bookmark. Yeah. This we struck up deal? a conversation um, and you mentioned that you like, did you still have a collection? Yeah. So basically you're sitting there at, at Lula and you're reading the Hobbit, I think. And <laughs> you're laughing for some reason. I don't know. You're sitting at the table alone, reading the Hobbit and, and giggling. And, um, you know, I'm like, like, Oh, this guy's having a good time reading the Hobbit. So I, I see that you have the jam day tone bookmark and we bring it up and, and um, I think at the time, this was probably like 2016 or something like that. I think at the time I had just dug up my magic cards from uh, from like the bottom of a trunk somewhere, you know, like some storage trunk. And um, I was like, you know, thinking about getting back into it again. And you told me about, you were like, well, I don't play with the old cards, but I have a group uh, of friends that do. And so... You and this is thanks about, to Dom that I yeah. know about these people. Yeah, all the, all the links are here. It's awesome. Yeah. And this is, so this is when you were coming to Crown Liquors and just watching. Yeah, I was watching you play Savannah's against Danny's Abyss, and I was like, "What the? What are you doing? You're this is so wrong." <laughs> Crown Liquors, R.I.P. Oh yeah, hopefully come back again at some point. But um, 
So he, you introduced me to, to Shane and, um, and Danny. And I think, uh, Brandon Sanders was at that first, um, kind of meetup for me, um, back at Hopewell. And, um, I'm seeing Danny, he's casting like Alpha Moxon and Lotuses. I had never seen these cards in my, in my life. And I was, you know, I mean, I'd seen them behind glass, but I'd never seen anyone cast them before. And hmm. I was just amazed because I had my, you know, my like white blue deck that I had built recently that had like, you know, air elementals in it. And like, just like all the stuff that I just dug up revised cards from my time. So, <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was something to that. I was just in awe of watching like Sanders, our first game, he cast dark ritual underworld dreams. And I'm like, what's that? Like, what does that do? And so I take one damage per turn. Okay. That doesn't really seem that bad. And you know, of course he balls me and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so middle school is new to me because I'm still learning the card pool. I didn't play in those years. Um, and, uh, so I'm trying my best to, to catch up. And, uh, so. Yeah, and when I think, you, when did you stop playing? I probably stopped when I was in ninth grade. That would be like 95 or 96. So I, I played from like, I don't know, maybe 94 to 96 or something like late 94. I was, I was buying packs of revised. Um, one day I showed up to my local shop. It was called the pack shack in Michigan. And they had a box of legends. And I remember buying a pack of legends and, I think I just got a bunch of garbage from it. I don't remember what I got. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so mostly it was Ice Age, fourth edition. Um, when Homelands came out, I had kind of had enough at that point. I was like, the, they're never going to reprint like a Juzam Jin. <laughs> I remember I paid $15 for a revised Shivan Dragon when I was like 12 <laughs> years old. I like <laughs> saved up lawn mowing money to buy a Shivan and it was 15 bucks for a revised. Man, those, those MTG finance bros were getting you even way back then. Back, yeah, <laughs> they're there. Yeah, now you'll pay 30 for a remote and dragon. Yeah. I mean, who knows? So uh, the middle school is, is fun and interesting because you can really just kind of, I'm learning so much. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's a little frustrating because I'm playing against somebody. I have to have them explain all the cards, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, do you understand what this, how this works? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I get it. So um i'm taking you know when building decks for middle school i'm taking inspiration from you know jaco at first and nathan because they helped me i built like a blue green mad madness deck and a terra vor terra Geddon deck after that and and now i've kind of branched into doing my own little research and um basically came up with this not really came up with it but was inspired by something i had seen on an instagram account called uh mtg dojo era i'm not sure if you guys know who runs this account but it's really sick middle school content. And uh, he posted this red-white um, deck that has, like, um, land tax and uh, a bunch of white weenie creatures. And then the combo pieces, which are Mog, Maniac, and Firestorm. And uh, the idea is... Oh, and it plays Warrior Encore. So the idea is you get these weenies out, you chip away at some damage, then you cast a big Firestorm target. You know, you got land tax lands in your hand, so you... You target a bunch of things and then the Mog Maniac. And hopefully you can get them for like 10 or 12 damage to kind of finish them off. Uh, and it it appealed to me. And I was, I, you know, I looked at the price on these cards and I was like, oh, I'm building this immediately. 
So <laughs> that's what I played in this round of the middle school tournament. And I didn't really play it too correctly. I think I lost my first four games in a row. Like the two matches I played, I went 0-2, 0-2. But I started to kind of figure out how the deck worked. And then I think I won four straight after that. So it was just in matches, I went two and two. And in games, I went four and four, where I, I lost the first four and won the second four. Were your errors around um, like card evaluation? Like, were you spewing the firestorms off too early? What, like, did something kind of clearly click in your, in your head between those two matches? Lantax is like the, the, the linchpin. I, oh, and also I switched, I kind of like built it in a tax rack shell too. So having Lantax on your opening, I was basically not mulliganing um, aggressively enough. And oh, I yeah. realized later that Lantax is the linchpin to the deck and I need that in order for that card advantage to be able to cast those firestorms. Um, otherwise I'm just discarding good cards that I need to be able to cast. Mm-hmm. And then obviously scroll rack is amazing. So there were times I think I was playing against David where I had the, the tax rack combo up and I was just, I had like double land tax. I was drawing like seven cards a turn. I just put like seven lands on top of my deck and draw seven more. And yeah, you just go off. And then the next turn you draw six more lands and draw six more cards. And it was just, it was unstoppable after that point, once you get the tax rack up. But I just realized later that tax, that land tax is, is definitely important to have. And I had, I had to mulligan a little bit more aggressively to try to get it in the opener or like get an enlightened tutor or something like that in the opener. Because those turn one duresses, they get you. They get yeah, you they back. How and many uh, How many tutors did you play? I So since the tournament, I've kind of, I've switched it up a little bit. But during this, I had three enlightened tutors and then land taxes, scroll racks. And then for artifact destruction, I played a couple of those tutorable um, disenchants. What See, are they called? Yeah. 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 Seal of cleansing. I had an aura of silence in there. That's a good one. But um, it was fun. It's super fun. And I'm having more and more fun as I play it. So it's still, I'm stoked on it. Yeah, that was a cool deck. We did, You and I did some testing with it. And I remember the first time, I'm kind of like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is just like a weird tax. <laughs> Two mana one deck. one? Like what? Yeah. And but, it, plays yeah. Some, it plays some pro red creatures if you need. Like, I think the original deck played uh, Earthquakes. Uh, so you, you try to like, you know, encore the earthquake damage over to the Mog Maniac and the rest of your creatures survive. Hopefully you sweep the board and attack with pro red creatures and do some direct damage with earthquake and Mog Fanatic or Mog Maniac. But, um, oh yeah, you could win in a single turn like easily with that play. Yep. But with the land, earthquakes and land tax didn't work for me too great because you needed to kind of be back on playing your lands, like play a low curve. Mm-hmm. So you could, and Firestorm is just so efficient. I just decided to cut the earthquakes for Firestorm in general. So who did you take down with that? Um, I took down, let's see, David in the last round of middle school and Tim Barron. Yeah. Um, but Tim Barron was playing something really cool. Oh, fuck, I wish I could remember what it was. He's playing like a Rexer deck with Was Palancron. it that Palancron deck? Yeah, Palancron. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it, I was able to kind of, my deck's a little faster than his. So I was able to kind of get him out. But after we played two, he was like, do you want to play another? And he just like showed me how his deck worked on the third. And I was like, oh, this is, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah. You're being modest, Picard. Uh, I want to point out 
also that not only did you build that Terravore deck, but you won one of our events with it as well. I barely, barely squeaked by on a win totally randomly. I think I accidentally, like, <laughs> I, I accidentally played the right cards at the right time and was able to sort of get it. I had a, I, in my sideboard, I had a lot of pro red and pro, pro black creatures in that Terragedon deck. I remember playing you, you were on like mono black. I was playing so that they, zombies deck. I was playing yeah, that so same I zombies think, deck. I played like a, I played a pro black creature and you're like, okay. And I played a second one. You're like, all right, I'm out, I'm, I'll, I'll scoop. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> the last school of magic. This goes slightly bad for you. Immediately concede. <laughs> and then in the finals, I played uh, Edders and he was on like a mono red jackal pups deck. Mm. So I had like boarded my, my pro red creatures in. And so it was like, I, I accidentally you had like, some favorable matches. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. But that that deck is pretty sick though. What a job, everyone. Yeah. Dan, Dan, let me get. I want to let me get your take on uh, some technology that I put in my Terran deck. Have you heard of the, the card uh, Nantico Cultivator? No. No. All right. All right. It's a four mana two two. Right. When it comes into play, you can discard any number of land cards from your hand. Mm -hmm. If you do, it gets that many plus one plus one counters, and you draw that many cards. Holy shit! That's, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried two in my Terragrid deck for for quite a while. I tried to make it work, and uh, it's really good with land decks. It's really good with land decks, but it's really bad otherwise. That is that is sick. <laughs> that is sick tech. I'd love to try that out. I I mean, I thought Wild Mongrel was sick enough. It's like oh, discard lands, pump Wild Mongrel, pump Terravor. But I like yours. I like this one too. No, where he gets four the minute, counters. I, I can never say no to four mana two two ever. <laughs> <laughs> right floral spasm i mean the list goes on <laughs> striped bears is pretty far up there for me <laughs> i guess uh picardo just to kind of echo your point like not a single match ever goes by for me where i'm not learning a card mm, and i yeah. really like that about the format i mean i thrash around a lot like i'm in the deep end without my you know without the light vest on but it's a lot of fun to just to learn stuff mm-hmm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like every time I play Finney, he's always got some sick brew that like I'm learning. I, I'm writing down cards. I was like, okay, I got to remember that one and like look it up later. Yeah, he was on Oath, Oath this time, and he also had the infinite time warp, not infinite, but pseudo infinite time warp combo and Weaver and Feeder and all that, Morphling and all that good stuff. I think he ran the table with it, right? Yeah, yeah, he took me down. I mean, talking about talking about Null Rod in your deck. I mean, Finney had three back to basics in his sideboard. Now, I would never fear that card in pre-modern. Like, no, no one would have one of those in their sideboard, much less three of them. It's just super, super narrow. I think, I personally. But you know, he brings in three of them, and I'm playing literally all non-basic lands. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, yeah, no black vice and no. Well, I'm. There's this thing about middle school where I I hate it when cards that are good in old school are also good in middle school. Like, unfortunately, mm. because of the card pool, like City of Brass kind of is a player in enemy colored decks. Like right. if you build a, a mana base for blue green madness, for instance, like you have to you kind of have to play City of Brass. So I'm kind of glad not to see Black Vice, but I the one that pains me the most is Fisher's Factory. Like I hate to see it in middle school, but it's still very, very relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to at least see a couple extra man lands with the uh, 
uh, fairy conclave and the and the green three three guy, but oh, treetop, treetop village, boy. yeah, oh yeah. So That's it's at least nice to get some variety amongst our man uh, manlands, and there's some other ones, some other funky ones too. But yeah, uh, factory is still awesome. I mean, in our Alpha Two alliances, just to swing back to that one really quick, I played yeah. three pill three pillage, kind of taking Dom's uh, advice here because he was talking about playing pillage and. I was like, all right, pillage is going to be good. There's going to be so many. We're playing restricted strip mine. There's going to be so many important lands to to get rid of, like Bazaar Baghdad, obviously. And I think pillage just didn't work for me most of the time. Getting that two red and one up um, just was. And also, I think it's sorcery speed. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it kind of like takes up a lot of mana. It takes too long to get there. And if you're playing against someone on Reanimator, like you, Moss, or or Raj was on Reanimator, yeah. you get that turn one bizarre out. You fucking your pillage is just it's yeah. worthless at that point. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think I, I I underestimated how degenerate this format was going to be, and it was it was really degenerate. <laughs> it was fun i i enjoyed it but yeah i mean i was rocking four bizarres so it was sick i mean picard took me down because he had turn one vice in game uh he was he he was on he won the die roll so he was on the play in games one and three had turn one vice in both games and like he was just able to whittle me down enough over like two or three turns before i was able to bizarre under the vice mm. and then you got me with Stormbinds. Stormbind was which was yeah, sick. That's I a classic win con. That right is there. a sick card. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting what you mean by uh degenerate. But like I agree to a large extent, but I think um like the way that the format changes from 95 to Alpha Alliances, I think puts a lot more power back in the hands of fair decks, but those decks are cantrip based force of will like blue decks agro control decks and that's like an archetype that you see in it like it, like ever since then it's been like kind of the de facto blue deck in in vintage and legacy it's all they've all kind of looked the same and once you add alliances in there the format i think takes a very rapid shift toward one of the best decks being along those lines. You got all the pieces you need at that point. How many scrolls did you play, Carter? I played two scrolls. So I played like a blue-white, essentially like a turbo Xerox deck with portents, brainstorms, scrolls, forces, um, you know, good white cards, counter spells, and Sarah Angels. Um and everything just kind of mixes together in this, you know, blue stew, as it's been called, and becomes like a, you know, there's this kind of package for forevermore that will always get played in these in these blue decks going forward. But I think that archetype is good. I don't think it's oppressive. I mean, it could be, but... I think in 95, you have a lot of this like necro nonsense, like running wild. And there's so many like on the play ritual necro, play some moxen, draw 10 card starts that your opponent actually gets to interact with if you choose to put forcible in your deck, which I think is a good thing. I thought it was actually kind of nice to see a blue deck take it down. I mean, I don't think we've seen, I mean, 
at least in just regular old school, for example, I don't think when was the last time a blue deck dominated. In regards to like a like a classic control deck? Yeah, just like a good old-fashioned blue-white control. You know? Yeah, yeah, not too much. I, I like that um, cantrips kind of get you to... Um, actually commit to like a two I played I played blue white and splashed for um, tutor and twist of course a couple choice but, black cuts there you played but, twisted you played twist in the main carter wow what a brewer yeah. <laughs> but like you aren't doing this the deck style thing where you're playing this like five color yeah. like jam every restricted card into your deck like you have to show a bit of restraint because the cantrips allow you to execute a similar game plan over and over and over again. And you'd rather have that type of consistency over like just having as many like crazy bombs in your deck because like, Oh, the value of replacement of, of, you know, regrowth compared to the, you know, next average white card is just like incomparable. Whereas each portent successively that you add to the deck allows you to go okay well my game plan is swords this disenchant that counter that scroll for ancestral play an angel protected with force and i i'm just going to do that every single game consistently how many how many thawing glaciers did you play zero zero the the mana base was uh you were fine you had eight blue white duels yeah i i don't think i played um I think I did play two of the, of the pain lands. I got to play like a decent amount of basics, but you also need like a certain amount of actual planes with the outposts. Um, I just ended up playing one because, well, <laughs> that's the most I could get from boss. One outpost. And I only had one outpost signed, of yeah. course. <laughs> so, so we, we only had one outpost. So I was yeah. just playing one outpost. <laughs> that was the way it was going to be. Uh, I also lent you some jester's caps signed, of course, but, uh, <laughs> when, when did those come into play? Oh, I got to cap, uh, I got to cap Ian who was playing like necro dreams. Uh, I believe I got to cap into a concession if I, uh, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I will, I will say that when you announced this, so this, this event was announced, uh, I don't know, like a week before Christmas, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have a whole lot going on. I was just sort of, sort of chilling, waiting for family stuff to start. So um, kind of, I basically spent three or four days straight just thinking about Alpha Two Alliances. And um, it's kind of my process was like, kind of like that meme with the the the, the brain that's like you know sort of, <laughs> sort of sort of dim and then gets a little yeah. brighter and then there's just light beams coming out of the skull. It was kind of kind of like that where you know I started started with Merchant Scroll and I tried you know tried a bunch of variations with Mer- Merchant Scroll and and everything I did ended up kept becoming stasis and then you know then I tried a bunch of necro things that just didn't didn't speak to me and you know it took took quite a long quite a long time before I found something that was that I felt was degenerate enough but also different <laughs> from what I was expecting to see. So. Dom, yours was my favorite deck that I played against in in Alpha Duel Alliance. You're you're I, just saying that you didn't get it. I felt so badly. You you, you were casting Kurt Apes and stuff. And it just, I was. <laughs> I just mean, storming it, off. 
you I you know I played a shit ton of one drops and you were just casting constant draw sevens. <laughs> yeah, so I the mean, meme he balled, goes he, he yeah. balled me in two games, but it was still it was it was kind of fun to 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 watch it go off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Tom, the- you and I did some testing, and basically whoever played first won. We played like five game ones, and whoever yeah. went first won every game. Yeah, and it wasn't even right. really close. That's right. Yeah, basically the, whoever was on the draw just sat there and watched the other person just <laughs> run just, wild. Yeah, yeah, just draw fifteen cards and play a bunch of stuff onto the board. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I was trying to find something that I thought was really degenerate. I mean, I so I I I had played um, in old school. I had played a lands deck. Uh, a bunch of times and so that deck was pretty much all spells um, a bunch of lands like 27 28 lands and uh discs um and hazazons pretty much that's that was the 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 whole deck um you know good spells and basically no permanents other than than fast bonds discs and and a couple of hazazons and um i really liked that deck but it my main issue with it is that it it didn't really go off unless you drew a draw seven um, so while I was sitting around thinking about alpha alliances, I thought, well, man, I got diminishing returns. I can play. Now I can play. I got diminishing returns plus demonic tutor plus demonic consultation. Um, you know, I can play, you know, eight draw sevens in my deck. Can you explain uh, diminishing returns real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah. So diminishing returns card from alliances, it costs, uh, two and blue, two and two blue four mana. And um, it says, uh, you know, you and your opponents both sh- shuffle their hand in their library into their deck. Uh, you X out the top 10 cards of your library, and then you could both draw up to seven. You could draw as many as you want up to seven. So it's like for that, for your opponent, it's time twister. For you, it's time twister, but you've got you've got to X out the top 10 cards of your library. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a weak, weak, very weak time twister, but... Um, I thought, well, this is the piece that I needed to make the land, the old school lands deck work. Um, so that's what I ended up playing was, you know, six draw sevens and three fast bonds. And then just whatever I could do to get cards out of my hand. So uh, vices. vices and bolts and chain lightnings and incinerates and just, and um, it turned out, and I didn't mean to do this, but that deck was actually like excellent, excellent, excellent against Necro. Uh, mm. Not only because I had all the burn and the black vices, but also because they necro to they necro for eight discard, and then I just play a diminished returns. You know, just set them back to where they started. So, uh, pretty much every card in my deck was excellent against necro, um, and so for that reason, uh, well, for, partly for that reason, but also because I my only goal, my only goal in this tournament was to beat Carter. <laughs> I, I put eight reds. <laughs> And I knew, and I knew, I knew with all that, with the volume with which Carter was talking so much shit, I knew he was going to just play a blue stew, Eight le- le- level zero bullshit. <laughs> knew it. You know, like going around poking everyone like, oh, you're not going to spice, you're not going to spice, you're not going to spice. And then, of course, he's going to play just a bunch of fucking cantrips. So listen. So, so, so I just knew. So I, from the get go, I said, well, my eight cards on my sideboard are going to be Rebs. You know, pyre blast and red elemental blast. Yeah. So straight up, right, right off the bat, I'm gonna do that, even if it's not correct. And a lot of people told me it wasn't correct. And I said, I don't care. I need to beat Carter. Yeah. So, so I, re- I really, I, I, I was spectating that match, and it was really fun to watch Carter get v- extremely sullen. 
<laughs> while everything he tried to do get counter was counterspelled for one every, red. Every everything counterspell was was red. Yeah, I I don't think I countered a single spell. <laughs> Carter would say, "Wow, you had three in your hand." <laughs> He's like, like, yeah, I got eight in the deck, bro. He's got eight in the deck, and he's drawing seven to turn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. "Hmm." Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely was eight. Though, by boarding in eight, so the interesting thing about diminishing returns is you got to pack your deck with redundant effects, right? You can never play diminishing returns in your, like, lich mirror universe type deck right because you can you know flip the combo pieces over in the in the top 10 yeah the challenge with your deck must be boarding in these interactive cards while also keeping like the net density of burn spells that you need to win the game yeah so that was another thing that i was going to mention which is that i did not you, you pack your deck full of burn spells you don't expect your deck to be very technical and my deck ended up just by fluke being really technical and um, yeah i had a, i had lots of situations where diminishing return really boned me and it took enough enough burn spells out of my deck that like if they had a zero i couldn't win um mm-hmm. you know, things like that so um yeah i think and and um many people told me to play gorilla shaman and i chose not to just I don't know, for purity's sake, I guess. And uh, that was absolutely a mistake. Definitely. Because not because I needed to kill Moxin, because I needed to kill Xurnorbs. Xurnorbs and Ivory Towers, I just absolutely needed to kill. Um, yeah. You know, I'm playing I'm playing draw seven, so Ivory Tower was pretty pretty dangerous against me. Yeah, Shaman Did you see was... any Ivory Towers? Oh. You didn't see any Ivory Towers, right? Uh, Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Barron was playing them. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else, if I saw any, any other ones. But I did test quite a bit with Tim, so... Um, but he was on Necro, so I, I, I won most of those games, but, um, but uh, definitely Zernorb and Ivory Tower were both you know, serious problems for me. Um, you know, even though I'm shuffling all my burn back into the deck, I'm losing you know, a, sixth, a, you know, a fifth of the deck, and then a fourth of the deck, and then a third of the deck. And right, right. You, you know can it. only do it so many times. Well, it is called Diminishing Returns. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the name speaks for itself. Yeah. Read the card, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the you you guys Ma, Moss, you and Dan, did you guys play eight gorilla shamans between the both of you? Oh, like yeah. the, the reviews of that card have oh, been yeah. golden. Oh, yeah, yeah he, um, he he was so good that I put four in the main on my reanimator build, even though it's not a good reanimator target. But just like a, a turn one shaman takes over the board against a lot of decks. Shaman is good. I played actually three in the main, and I think I, I played one in the sideboard. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> sick. Sick, dude. You're like, man, I need that fourth. <laughs> three isn't enough. I got to bring in that extra heat. Right. Or when well, they're like, boss and they're playing like more than five Moxen, you're like, ooh, I'll board in the fourth shot. Yeah, or, or Zeron Orb for sure. Yeah, Zorb. <laughs> See, well, for, for the reanimator build, it also helps to try to pr- give you some kind of answer to crypt, right? At least I can make my opponent crypt on my terms. Um, so yeah, it was it was great against Mox, like Dom said. It was great against Zorb, like Dom said. It was great against Ivory Tower. Um, I blew up a couple other things with it too. I forget. Uh, I blew up, I think, a, a fucking Chaos Orb with it, which would be a five a five mana blow up the Chorb. Ooh. So yeah, there was a lot of I did a lot of damage with that dude. I think in our in in Dom 
in our game, I, I think there was a, a, a decision point to be made because I had a shaman out and you had two vices. And it was either play enough one drops to get under your vices or try to destroy your, your vices. Cause I was going to die. I think in the, in the next turn, I remember going for the destruction of the vices. And I think you were like, well, can you just get under the vice? And I was like, yeah, I think so. I think that would be better. But then I realized you could probably just play another draw. Oh, was he angling you? Man. He was totally <laughs> angling what you. A scumbag. Right, I don't God. Know. That's like a Danny move right there. It's like, oh, are you sure? You could just disenchant it if you want. But I think he had me either way. I don't even think he needed to cast another draw seven. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I did that to you, but uh That's that big that's that big Apple influence right there. <laughs> no, I think if anything, I've swung the other way. I try to try to make sure my, my opponent has their optimal game, even if I don't have mine. But I, I will say that, um, um, you know, I think to Carter's credit, um, he did he did recognize very, very quickly the value of the past ones in my deck. And he all just disenchanted them on site, which, um, you know, my other opponents did, did not do. Uh, and um, I think that was really, really, really uh, prescient of him to, to recognize that they were as, as strong as they were. Yeah, that's the engine right there. Yeah, I only oh my played, God. I only played yeah. three fast bonds and I probably should have played four. In our third game, you like just absolutely went off. I feel like you cast a turn one draw seven off of that fast bond. And then I feel like you had like seven or eight mana by like the second or third turn just because of it. It was like incredible. Yeah, I think I think I played three draw sevens in one turn uh, again in, in game two against you. So. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you just like completely went off. It was insane. Just play a bunch of lands, cast another one, cast a few bird spells, oh. and so on and so forth. Like there's, so, there's something there for, for sure. Like what the deck does is like pretty incredible. Maybe it's like tinkering with the wind condition or maybe it's like a sideboard plan, but I feel like you, you know, the, the, the six draw seven deck is real for, for sure. And whatever okay. the hell Finney did with storm cauldron also was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, just make make tons of mana. Use storm cauldron. Use use the glacial chasm. Bounce everything. Yeah. Make a ton of mana. Do a big drain life. It's a cool deck. Yeah, kind of a build your own channel. It's pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah. did we fuck up by restricting strip mine? What's the what's the consensus on that? Any was, like painful was, library wins or there was there was no. No game I was playing that was determined by would have been determined by a strip line. I just it just man attacking the mana just didn't. I don't know against all the games that decks I was playing against did not seem like it would have been a strong strategy. Um, I played against two reanimator decks that both played bazaars, and I would have liked to definitely seen more strip mines for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't you speak to your, uh, cause you played a lot against reanimator, right? You played it like twice in the tournament with your green red deck. You're yeah. like Stormbind. Uh, like, yeah, it's kind of, kind of like what you think of as a green red deck with, with Stormbind and the Mox monkey, but you played it like testing up to the tournament and then twice in the, in the tournament and seems like a really interesting matchup. <laughs> Uh, can, can, can you speak to it at all? I don't know if I have much to say about it. I, I mean, Reanimator is just a degenerate deck in, in Alpha Duel Alliances. I, I, think it's, I think it's sick, but I think um, I played a lot of one-drops. Um, I played a lot of one-ones. I played Pendlehavens. And every time 
Moss would just get the trike out and just clear the board. And it was just not, it was just always like, he'd be like, get a trike three for one, you type situation. And, uh, somehow I think what I learned towards the end was that the key is stormbind. And if you get a stormbind out, yeah, don't even cast any of your one drops, just stormbind them for two every turn. Like yeah. try to get, try to get <laughs> as much stormbind damage in as you can. Cause that's all that matters. And it, and especially if you can get a turn one vice out, cause I played four vice main. So if you get a turn one vice out and then, and then like, I don't know, maybe somehow get into stormbind, like play an elf and a stormbind. Yeah, you, you can, you can definitely go the distance against reanimator. Cause it, it is pretty fast at that point. Yeah. You got me good with a deke. I think in game three where you did a stormbind. I blue blasted it. Then you cast Blood Moon, and I blue blasted that. And then you cast the second Stormbind, and that's the one plus the turn one Vice. That's what got you there. Yeah, I think. And, um, and yeah. I'd been, I was going ham even with my. Well, sorry, let me back up. So like, the 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 Alliances Reanimator gets the benefit of Krovikan Horror, and I had two Krovikan Horror, and I also had an Ancestral. So your turn one Vice was just like particularly potent under that weird circumstance where I was just, I wanted to draw so many cards and I was primed to do it, but I just got bald. But the interaction with bizarre and horror is basically just letting me th draw three per turn because I, I get my draw on turn. I activate my bizarre draw two more pitch two horror. And then like a land or some, or ideally like a, a big threat. Then I get the two horror back on the, you know, on the end of that turn or on the end of your turn, the next turn, do it all over again. And so in our game three, I was going off and taking all this damage from the vice. Cause I needed to, I was trying, I was digging for a, an animate spell, mm -hmm. a dance of the dead or an animate dead. And my graveyard was just fully loaded with trikes and deep spawns waiting to come <laughs> out and party. And I could <laughs> not get it until like the second to last turn. And by that point you had stuck that second storm bind and you got me with it. So yeah, yeah it was a good move. It, it was a good move deacon me with that blood moon because, you know, I was, I was digging frantically as I was falling behind mm -hmm. and I needed that bizarre. Uh, so I had to target the blood moon and I you know, I was hoping that you wouldn't hit the second storm bind, but I got, mm -hmm. you know, you got it. It was well done. There was, there was another moment, I think in our game, um, you had a, uh, the deep spawner out and you had tapped out all except for one blue. Mm, yeah. And I think I played a, a blood moon or something and you blue blasted it. And then I was able to red blast your, yeah. your deep spawn as well. Oh, that's yeah, a sick play. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. You got me with that other blood moon as well. That's, I forgot about that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I want, again, that was protecting the bizarre, which I guess in retrospect, you know, with, and I don't remember what was in my bin because in this format, once I hit a bizarre stick, I would usually throw the others in the bin. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, you know, in like 95, if we're playing multiple strip mines, I, I, I want to keep one more bizarre handy because I assume I'm going to, they're, they're going to go all out trying to blow up the first one. But I think in this case, um, you know, I, I really needed to keep that bizarre as I was digging. So yeah, blood moon. I think the I think the black sources are like kind of more valuable to the reanimator deck. I, I ran think, a couple swamps. I think the strip the well, I just mean like the conventional wisdom of like strip the bizarre sight oh. unseen. Like if they bizarre once, like mm. they've seen like quite a few cards between that and the other, and stripping a bizarre and having them play another bizarre is so bad. Whereas you can strip that. Yeah. 
second land drop and maybe keep him off an animate spell for another turn. So yeah, I, I had one of those where somebody blew up my like turn one bizarre and I just played one on turn two or three. Mm-hmm. And you're back. And then and then you know the road is open the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just open season. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a super fun deck. Raj's version, I want to give him a credit. Uh he played straight blue black and I was on Grixis again because I really wanted the Mox Monkeys uh and the and the blasts. But you both version, really wanted to lose to Moat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Uh, but his version ran Sinbad in the main, which was super sick. Uh, I got to watch his match against Yupikard and another match he had. I don't remember against who, but I'm totally going to try that out. I think sometime in the future it was really it's really cool. It's a per it's perfect. Yeah. It's like a perfect he, card. You just yeah, you're put getting it, a land and you get to keep it or you're putting a dude in the bin. Yeah. Right. The only, the only issue is when you get a, uh, a, a animate spell and it have to bin that, yeah. but yeah, that's a downside, but yeah, it's a downer <laughs> <laughs> worth it though. Yeah, for sure. Totally worth it. Uh, yeah, I think overall, Alpha Alliances um, improves on a lot of the parts of 95 that are a little more questionable. I think there's more of an interplay between combo and control um, and decks like Black Vice Stormbind Zoo still certainly have a have a place too. So it's it seems like a little more balanced uh mm-hmm. i think um yeah i think it's i think it's a, a natural fit like there's a time for a 95 there's a time for alpha alliances but i think a lot of what alpha alliances adds are pretty positive cards i mean the monkey the mox monkey is like kind of nonsense but you know it's also kind of charming yeah, you have I to mean, cut moxen from your deck you can't just play five moxen you know you'd rather play like two more on color basic lands because you know the monkey is just gonna have his day it's not worth putting like a colorless land in your deck just to monkey just, just a to ram. get monkey yeah <laughs> just to get yeah i i enjoyed it i think you know we could try it again absolutely yeah i have fun i think our middle school conversation picard um it uh, uh maybe for the next one like i'm thinking like trying like a land tech stormbind like combo sort of thing yeah i've been Zeranorm. thinking about it yeah there's like a naya zoo kind of like hybrid thing i think somewhere in there yeah Pretty maybe cool. survival um i have i just bought some survival so they're on the way the the, the gold bordered ones obviously but uh yeah, i'm looking forward to messing around with survival squee maybe stormbind it might be kind of slow i don't know i was talking about this with somebody else i think it was with lorian actually I was like, is this a clunky, this seems pretty clunky. Is, is just playing like a cursed scroll deck just better? And he's like, well, it depends on what you want to do. And I think, I think it could be fun to build it and mess around with it and see how it, see how it goes. That's Lorian, the measured take, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that you went to him for counsel because I, I too have sought private counsel from, <laughs> oh, from, from, from Dr. From, Elliman. From the great one who, yeah. who, uh, who knows all and understands yeah, all. The grand pooba there. Yeah, if I need any tips on playing pernicious deed, Carter, I'll, I'll call you up. <laughs> oh, holler at me, bro. By the way, you don't need to read the cards if they all get deeded away. So yeah, You just <laughs> sit there with your thumb up your butt <laughs> for five turns and then play a deed. Yeah, and then win the tournament easily no, no <laughs> oh man yeah it's 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 uh definitely mr carter's neighborhood and we're just living in it man 
Well, I want to thank um, Dan and Dom for, for coming on tonight. You two are both like part of my journey into old school with, without a doubt, without the presence of either of you, I would be here today. So it's super cool to get you both on at the same time. So what you're saying is my fault now. (laughs) (laughs) In many ways. Yes. I I apologize to all the listeners. (laughs) To the listener. (laughs) Yeah. To our listener. (laughs) Yes. Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, d- drafting up a, a festo of critiques. He's like, I don't listen to the podcast, but also you might consider. He's <laughs> in, in his compound in Montana somewhere. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Let's shut it down. I think my internet's starting to get a little bit wonky anyway. So we better, we better wrap this one up while we still have good connection. Carter, I've got this uh, customized reign of terror that I will, I will bring down to you and I got to go I'm click a- collect my cards that I lent to you to win this thing anyways <laughs> too true it was a pleasure thanks for thanks for running it but yeah no sweat alright boys I think that's it man favorite actor Dennehy favorite drink old dolls bears hawks socks bulls say goodbye a little longer like I ate a piece of big red grow a mustache the size of Mike Dicker's forehead hair comb to the side looking like a piece of foam Buick speakers red cooler 85 bears Ubers Polish sauces Browers Walking like my cockers, Stacy Adams, no shirt, jewels to get a case of squirt. Wife's pissed cause I forgot to get the minute rice. So I'm back in the damn Buick to get a stinking bag of ice. To get a stinking bag of rice. My wife Jules is cute. Her taste really moved me like I ate juicy fruit. Had me dancing like Chris Penn and Footloose. 85 Walter Rules, old style pack of cruise. Go to Ace, no tolls and weed whacker fuel. 85 Bear Zubas, Stacy Adams got ruined. For the basement sump pump, shop vac, clean up, cook brats, cook chops, your heat shouldn't be that hot. Keep your juices in the chops, keep your juices in the brats. Serve them on paper plates, tater salad, and great pop. My favorite actor was Denny long before he played night. When Barringer was a substitute, everything was going right. Even after Jordan left, and Dave Corzine retired. Sean Dunstan's wild throws, and Mike Dicker got fired. Favorite actor Denny, favorite drink old Dulls, Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls. Played softball with the guys, wife made curly fries. Drank about four doles, grounded out two pot flies. In the Buick down western, stop and get some more brats. On sale chicken, Italian sausages, orange pop. This week fishing trip, gotta get some new flies. Wife packed turkey subs, Jay's chips and peach pies. Watch a little Dennehy, pull out the laser disc. Sniper one, two, and three. Barringer makes great flicks. Listen to the shuffle, rewind Richard Ditt's part. Damn, I left those orange pops in the trunk of the Skylark. Sneak a couple old doles. Shit, there's my damn wife. You know, honey, I'll be back. I gotta get some more ice. Back in the damn Buick. I should go to the damn bar. I saw Dick once in the Eatons in a sports car. Favorite actor, Benahy. Favorite drink, old doles. Bears, Hawks, Socks, Bulls. Play a little poker. Spend time with the wife. Take her out to Bennigan's. See if they cook chops right. Go and get a laser disc. Projection screen TV. Portillo's Italian beef. And a movie star, Tommy B. Back in the damn Buick. Cut on WCKG. Caught a song by Glenn Fry in an interview with Dennehy. So I'm driving down Western Ave. Think I'm gonna stop at Zayers. Got a splitting freaking headache. So I popped a couple bears. So I'm back in the damn Buick. Think I need an oil check. The baddest of George Thorough Good smoke stalls on my deck. Read the sports section. Bears and their O-line. Trying to find a decent Fierro with a for sale sign. Cut on WCKG. Huey Lewis and the news. The heart of rock and roll is still beating. Do, 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 bears lose. Favorite actor, Denny. Favorite drink, all those. Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls. Favorite day, Sunday. Favorite team, the Bears. Favorite store, Ventures. Sayers, Sayers. Favorite show, Danza. Also, the news. Weatherman, Skilling. Music, the Bulls. Favorite actor, Denny. Favorite
We at least get 10 wins. 10 wins. Dennehy on the O-line. Berenger at tight end. Berenger favorite actor. Dennehy. Favorite drink all dolls. Bears. Hawks. Socks. Balls. Favorite actor. Farina. Andrew. Tons. Bots. Chops. Bots. They're done. Bears. Hawks. Socks. Dicka, Vacation Place, Conson, Sausage, Johnson, Chicken, Swanson's, Other Actor, Behringer, Linebacker, Buckus, Chop, Peppers, Tomatoes, Onions, 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 Favorite Mayor Daly, Cigarettes, Coles, Stanley, Makes, Great, Coles, Favorite Judge Mathis, Favorite Drink Old Dolls, Hawks, Cubs, Bears, Bull, Favorite Tower Sears, Favorite Song to Shuffle, Jays, 